What is up, you guys? Welcome back to the podcast. Coming at you on a Tuesday. I've decided to change my uploading schedule to Tuesdays. So just so you know, that will be changing coming up just because sometimes I like to give myself an extra day to get this recorded and uploaded for you guys. Um, I'm going to be honest, I don't usually plan this podcast too much in advance. I know I probably should for weeks like this, but honestly, I just really like talking about things that are on my mind. And I think that that's how I convey the most authentic message and honestly how I'm able to podcast alone. I think sometimes it's kind of difficult to podcast by yourself and especially if you're trying to force yourself to plan topics. Sometimes it just doesn't always come out how you want it to. So today we're actually going to be talking about something that I am facing in my own journey right now, not in a negative way, but just in a way that I think is going to be valuable for you guys and something that I really had to learn in my past. So if you guys listened to the first two episodes of this podcast ever, it is my fitness journey. And then if you listen to the episode called things I would tell my past self, uh, we touched on this in that episode as well. So we're going to be kind of bringing all of this together and talking about a main point that I mentioned in those episodes. And that is you need to be bored more often in order to succeed. As you can see, that is the name of the title of this episode, and we're going to get all into what that means, and I think it might be time to swallow the patient's pill, okay? So when it comes to something like reaching your health and fitness goals, like changing your body composition, right? Like eating right, training optimally for your goals, right? There's a lot of information out there. I think we all know that. You scroll on social media, everybody's talking about what they're doing. It's all contradicting each other. And you're left feeling like, wow, I don't know if I have what it takes to actually see these changes because it seems like it takes a lot of effort, a lot of time, a lot of sacrifice. And I'm just not sure I wanna be that type of person. And if you truly feel that way, if you truly believe that creating a lifestyle change and creating sustainable changes to your physique is going to involve a lot of sacrifice, then it's no wonder that you live in the extremes, right? Because if you can't, quote, get yourself to be consistent for more than a few weeks at a time, why would you even jump into hiring a coach, creating a lifestyle change for yourself? I get it because I was there. But what that does is it gets you thinking in the short term and it gets you thinking of, of the mindset, okay, if I'm going to do something, well, I'm going to do it all the way, right? Like I'm going to just be as quote good as long as I can. And then I'll have, you know, something come up. The girls will want to get drinks and Italian food, or I'll have a vacation that I get to go to, or I'll be in my friend's wedding. And then after that, the pendulum will probably swing in the other direction. I'll probably gain all the weight back, but then I can go ahead and start the next diet. I can do the next thing. I can scroll on social media and see what this influencer is doing and try that. Okay, I can download this workout app for 30 bucks a month and try that. And that will kind of solve, solve my issues, right? And solve my challenges. But we learned pretty quickly that that's not the case, right? If you're listening to this, you've probably tried a thing or two in the past with different diets, cutting out different food sources, doing different eight week, you know, promising 20 pounds of weight loss plans. Um, I know that I definitely did in my day. And 
what that led to was something very interesting and almost a, having me be in a toxic relationship with fad diets because what would happen is I would overeat and overdo it on the weekends because I was restricting myself all week. But then I almost looked forward to restricting myself during the week because I knew that, oh, the scale is going to go down like every day this week, right? Because what's happening? I'm overeating on the weekends and then I'm under eating during the week. The water weight is coming off because I overdid it with carbs and I have all my glycogen stored and all that, right? So I'm losing water weight throughout the week. But to me, seeing the scale go down so drastically, I was just like, wow, I'm doing something right. And then maybe I would have a weekend where I didn't overdo it because I wasn't going out. But then, you know, time and time again, the other shoe would drop and I would just go back to ground zero. I would gain all my way back and then I'd be like, okay, I'm going to try again. Right. And that really led to me looking for the next thing all the time. And I constantly was trying to chase that high of like, how much weight can I lose in a short amount of time? Right. How much can I sweat? How many calories can I burn? It was just this game of like, how much can I do right now? Because I don't know how long this motivation is going to last. I don't know how long I'm going to be able to keep this up for. And so I'm going to create these like imaginary end dates, or I'm going to say like, okay, I have this vacation coming up, or I have this event that I want to look good for. I just have to do it until this time period. And then I'm done. And then I'm good. Right. But that just creates a toxic relationship with dieting. And I think we all have, you know, maybe you have that friend who is in this toxic relationship with a, some, a significant other, and you're looking on the outside and you're like, dude, you're so addicted to these high highs and these low lows, like the love bombing followed by the constant anxiety that they bring you, wondering if they're going to text you back, wondering if they're with somebody else. But it's like every time they get back into your grasp, every time that you're like, oh, yes, like, they chose me. It feels so good, right? And it's like euphoric almost. You can have that with dieting, right? Seeing the scale go down, reaching your goal weight, even if it's just because you lost water weight because you cut out carbs and you know you can't do that forever. There's still this like euphoric feeling that comes with knowing that you are putting in X work for one day and getting Y result. And that's going to happen every single time and it's going to be drastic but you're waiting for the other shoe to drop. You don't really know why you're seeing the changes that you're seeing. And if you don't know, you can't maintain it. And if you were to know, you probably don't want to maintain it, right? I don't think anybody here wants to do this crazy diet forever. So that's why we talk so heavily on education. That's why we talk so heavily on mindset. And that's why we talk so heavily on having an exit strategy once the diet is over. So if I'm talking about this, why is the title of this podcast called You Have to Be Bored More Often to Succeed? Well, the reason why is because if you start approaching your nutrition and training from a sustainable place, if you cut the overeating and undereating cycles, if you cut this yo-yo effect, you're probably going to feel a little bit bored. You're probably going to feel like you're not doing enough. Right. I've had clients who come in day one, they look at their training and they're like, this looks easy. <laughs> and I'm like, do it and then get back to me. You know, like we got to make sure the effort's there, but quality over quantity. And that goes for everything. Right. 
I'm on a cut right now. And I've talked about this. I've been on a cut for quite some time. I've lost a good amount of weight. My macros have adjusted three, maybe four times. I'm not out here changing everything under the sun. I've had clients who have ridden the wave of being on the same macro split for months because they've just maintained progress, right? They've been consistent for the first time in their lives and their body's responding quite well. So we don't need to fix what isn't broken. But something that can happen and something that happened to me is I started my very first reverse diet with a coach after eliminating the overeating and undereating cycles. My weight didn't really change, but I was eating more food and my and my food would adjust like every so often. But suddenly my weight wasn't going down and back up and I didn't have this like drastic like let me wake up and see what the what the scale says and let me try to hold off on eating as long as I can like gamify my nutrition it was just oh I'm eating the same thing every day oh I don't feel I don't feel hungry at all like I actually feel pretty good okay I'm gonna go train okay I'm gonna get my steps okay like it all feels fine it all feels good I've eliminated the high highs and the low lows and it's like back to the relationship example it's like yeah that's a healthy relationship same thing with dieting it's like yep You don't need the drama in order to succeed. We're cutting the drama, right? And I really had to look myself in the mirror. And that's why I'm very happy I had my coach at the time because they were able to hold me accountable to actually staying the course because I knew if I was by myself, I would have been like, yeah, okay, but like, I'll do something else now. Like I can do more. And it's like, just because you can do more, just because you can't eat less, just because you can go work out an extra day, just because you can run five miles every single day, doesn't mean that you should, right? Like that's great, but let's focus on the task at hand. Let's focus on what you're going to be doing one month, two months, five months, a year from now, because especially if you're on the trajectory of setting yourself up to be in a place where you're going to start a cutting phase, Yeah, there's going to be times where that cut's going to be kind of difficult. So enjoy the phase that you're in and enjoy the fact that there is so much beauty that comes with being a little bit bored and just cutting the drama when it comes to seeing the high highs and the low lows. Now, do not confuse boredom with not setting short-term goals or just going through the motions of training and nutrition because you can definitely set goals in the in this interim period and that's exactly what we do with our clients right we're nailing training we're even working in new movements for them to try that they've really wanted to get better at it's like okay yeah now's the time for us to work on getting that pull-up form down and getting you to an unassisted pull-up okay now's the time to really perfect this form and really hit prs on this okay, yeah, now's the time to really embrace your relationship with food and you have this period of more flexibility and how amazing is it that you can maintain this lean physique and go out to eat and not stress as much. Like those are the breakthroughs that we're making right now. It's not the same breakthroughs or kind of short-term sprints of seeing the scale go down that you had in the past, but these are the breakthroughs that matter, okay? Because You need to create an environment for yourself that's not just reflectant of what the scale says that day. You need to create goals for yourself outside of aesthetics. There's nothing wrong with wanting to look a certain way. Absolutely not. If you want to lose fat, if you want to gain muscle, if you want to look toned and lean, 
I'm your biggest supporter. Okay. Absolutely. We'll get it done. But because there are times when you are going to feel bored and you're going to feel like your physique is not changing, that's when these other goals, we got to tap in. We got to tap in even harder. We got to focus on these other wins and we have to really acknowledge the fact that just because you can do more, just because you think you can go zero to 100 doesn't mean that you should. And I guarantee you that after a few weeks of staying the course, being consistent, and not changing things up just for the sake of it and not trying to fix what isn't broken, you're actually going to be able to look back and see the progress that you've made. And you're going to appreciate the fact that you didn't have to kill yourself to get there for lack of a better term, right? So that is really the message that I want to send with this podcast. But I think a big reason why people have a hard time staying the course and not falling into the extremes is because they don't want to waste time doing the wrong thing. And I get it. I get it, right? Like, let's say you want to lose body fat and you start tracking a certain intake and you're not really sure if it's like, okay, am I in a deficit and I just need to stay at this intake for a few more weeks or should I drop my calories lower if I don't see progress right away? Like, it's hard to really make that differentiator on your own. And I think one of two things can happen. Number one is if you feel like you're not seeing progress fast enough, you can do what I mentioned and live in the extremes and just kind of be like, okay, well, if I'm going to do something, I'm going to go all the way. Like I'm going to slash calories and then I'm going to run every day. And then you just keep that up until you can't. And then you go back to square one, right? Or you throw in the towel and you actually take a step back from setting these concrete goals because you're like, well, what's the point? I don't want to let myself down. I also know I don't want to go to the extremes. So I'm just going to take a step back and like, hopefully everything will work itself out. Um, and I'm just going to try to like not track or not track what I'm training because it's just confusing. And I don't know if I'm doing it right. Here's what I want you to do instead. I don't want you to track less data out of fear that it's going to make you like sad and feel like you're not doing enough or seeing enough progress. I actually want you to lean in and start tracking more data. And I'm going to give you an example as to why. So something that we do with our clients and something that I want you to do with yourself, if you haven't yet, or if you don't have a coach is I want you to do weekly check-ins with yourself. And I want you to do more than just weigh yourself once a week. I want you to lean in, gather more data and gather more trends so you can start to self-analyze and look at your data and be able to tell a story with it because that will give you less frustration and give you more of an objective view on yourself. It's impossible to be completely objective with yourself, right? Um, But you can create an environment where you are not being so emotionally charged by one number on the scale one day, for example, right? So what I want you to do is start taking progress photos. That's a huge one. I want you to start weighing yourself either not at all or at least three times a week. If you're somebody who's like the scale's triggering, I don't want to do it, then don't do it. But I think that weighing yourself once a week is actually doing you a disservice because let's say you went out to eat Chipotle the day before. And then the scale is going to be up because there's sodium when you go out to eat. And that's fine. You're just going to be holding on to a little bit more water the next day. 
the scale is going to be up. And if you're just judging that entire week of work on one scale weight, then now you're frustrated. Now you're feeling like, oh my gosh, it's not working. And now I'm going to slash calories even more. I'm going to throw in the towel. When really all you had to do was weigh yourself more often that week and then be like, oh, okay, on average, I'm down this week. But, you know, today was a little bit higher. Okay, let's go in and analyze what happened the day before. Okay, I ate Chipotle. That makes sense. Move on, right? That's it. That's how we cut the drama. And I think people think, oh, if I track more data, I'm going to become more obsessive. And I actually don't think that that's going to be the case. But again, it really just comes down to do you have the ability to be disciplined to not just change things for the, for the heck of it? Right. And if you don't have that self-discipline, then hire a coach. Right. So but but that's really what I want to get at is weighing yourself more often, taking progress photos once a week. You don't have to do those every day by any means, but just once a week, taking progress photos and then asking yourself questions about your hunger, about your digestion, about your energy levels, about your stress for that week, about how many hours of sleep you got. And I want you to start tracking your training as well. If you are tracking your weight, your body weight, I need you to start tracking your weights used in the gym. It is going to help diversify what you're looking at. Because if the scale is staying the same, but you're getting stronger, you're going to probably see a a little bit of a difference in your photos, but you're going to be able to be like, heck yes, I am stronger. I can visually see the progress that I'm making. Because especially if you're in a phase of maintenance or reverse dieting, or you're in a growing phase, you're in a little bit of a surplus there, that's really going to be what you look at more often than not. Because that's where you get those hits of instant gratification, more so in the gym than in the scale, because the scale is not really going to be doing much. So if you're holding your breath and being like, oh man, my motivation to keep going is what the scale says, you're not going to get that. And you probably will get, you know, just kind of frustrated and feel bored. And so you're going to want to do something like cut, right? Before you should. So tracking your weights in the gym, tracking the weight that you use, the number of sets and the number of reps, and then even filming yourself to see like, okay, did this uh, movement get more fluid over time? Like, did it become more effortless, right? If I shoulder press 35s for eight one week, and then I shoulder press 35s for eight the next week, so same weight, same set, same reps. But if I feel like it went smoother week two compared to week one, that's still progressive overload. You're still progressing, right? So we have to remember that as well. It can also come down to the feeling of the movement. Just like sometimes you don't really see a huge difference in photos. You don't really see a huge difference in the scale, but your clothes fit differently. Same kind of idea. And also I want you to focus on your relationship with food and embracing flexibility. That is going to be the biggest thing when you start a reverse diet for the first time and you're focused on being consistent when the goal is not weight loss. You're opening so many doors to be able to find that middle ground between enjoying yourself and you know as you should but also keeping your goals in mind and not feeling like you're starting over every Monday like it's so empowering to feel like okay I've truly gotten into a groove and I don't view fitness as an on-off switch anymore so tracking that data and checking in with yourself in that department is so important and I tell people all the time I say if we get you to your physical but you have a crappy relationship with food what have we done we haven't really seen progress 
Okay, so keep that in mind as well. But the biggest reason or one of the biggest reasons why I think tracking your data is so important is because you're focusing on what's happening with you. You're not focusing on what's happening with other people. Because I think so many times if you lack tracking data with what's going on with yourself and with your journey, you turn to outward. You say, okay, something's not working. What are they doing? Oh my gosh, they said this food's bad. I need to cut it out. Oh, they said I need to try this form of working out. Okay, I'll change it up. Okay, I'll change my split every week. Okay, I'll, you know, do this diet, right? Like we start to look for answers in places that don't align with actually what we want. And if we analyze our own data, if we focus on what we need to do, if we say, hey, you know what, like how does this week look compared to last week? Okay, I'm gonna wait, you know, two weeks before I make any changes or any adjustments. You become more empowered with leading yourself on your own journey because you're not focused on what other people are doing and it leads to less shiny object syndrome, right? So focusing on that is going to be incredibly helpful But no matter how you slice it, there are always going to be periods of being bored. Um, I just extended my coaching with my coach for another year. And I know that that year is not going to be either me being in a surplus or me being in a cut. Majority of that year is probably going to be at maintenance. I'm probably not going to be changing everything crazy week to week or even seeing the scale go down like I am now in a cut it's going to be pretty mundane. And my training is not going to change very often. I'm even going to focus on getting stronger every week, but maybe that's not even going to happen, right? Because nothing is linear in fitness, but you can't just quit when things feel mundane. You can't just be like, well, you know, okay, my macros have been the same for a while. So like, I'm good. I can do this on my own now. Or like, I'm good. Like, I don't need to progress anymore. And it's like, we cannot shy away from the work that needs to be done because it's still work, right? If you think about a semester that has a final test at the end, you like you can argue that that first month or two is pretty mundane. You're just learning the basics. You're kind of just doing this assignments every week. And you're like, okay, you don't just say, hey, tell me when the final's coming up. I'll jump in then. Or like, I'm good. Like, I don't need to come to class anymore until the final. No, you still put in the work because you understand that you need to take these first steps in order to get to the final, in order to feel confident with what you're doing there. Same thing with fitness. It's not going to be glamorous. It's not going to be, all right, time to change up your journey. It's going to be creating the least amount of change that yields the biggest result. But over time, you will build up the confidence, you will build up the habits, you will build up the discipline and you will build up the motivation so that when it is time for you to change up your journey, when it is time for you to enter into a cutting phase, when it is time for you to make it through those difficult days of not wanting to go to the gym or not wanting to track or feeling like, man, this phase of the journey is a little bit uncomfortable. You have the tools necessary in order to make it through That time when it doesn't feel mundane, when it actually feels like, all right, like we're in the thick of it now because there are going to be those moments as well. But majority of your fitness journey is going to be mundane, okay? Majority of coaching is not going to be this groundbreaking thing that they told you. It probably will be 
in the beginning, when you're learning, when you're unlearning old habits, when you're learning new ones, when you're really dropping truth bombs on, you know, the why and you're setting these goals. But then after a few months, it's probably not going to be like this super groundbreaking experience every single week. But that's exactly why a lot of people have coaches. And that's exactly when you need to dive into your fitness journey and have that conversation with yourself of like, Every single time that I've gotten to this place previously, I've always turned back. I've always gone back to the extremes. I've always decided, no, you know, this is too boring or I don't actually really want to grow muscle. Like I'll just cut again. Choose to push through that time. Push it through. Choose to push through this uncomfortable mundane period because you know that your better physique, your more toned leaner physique, more muscle on your frame, all of it is on the other side of you choosing to not go back to the extremes. Okay. So that is what I have for you guys. This one was like 25 ish minutes long. So not bad, not bad. Um, I do like keeping them around 30, 45 minutes, but I hope I encourage you guys to track your own data, really lean into analyzing your own data instead of getting shiny object syndrome and seeing what everybody else is doing and oh they're seeing progress in this amount of time that's how fast I should be going and stuff like that like you're just gonna drive yourself insane and you're never gonna be good enough for yourself and you're never gonna be you're just never gonna be doing enough and that's exhausting and fitness does not have to be exhausting fitness does not have to be something you constantly feel like you're restricting for and sacrificing for it can seamlessly fit into your life. And I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying there's not a learning curve, but ultimately it should be something that you're feeling good about. All right. And part of feeling good about it and part of seeing that long-term change is being bored and embracing the mundane. So thank you guys so much for listening. And if you enjoyed it, let me know. I'm also going to leave the link to apply for one-on-one coaching in the bio. So if you feel called to fill it out, we can get on a call and chat more about if the fit breakthrough is the right team for you. All right. Thanks guys.